Hey gang, Wonder Rob here, and Shop's here too. This podcast is part of the Geek So To Speak network. Visit GeekSoToSpeak.com for our full podcast lineup. Aw, yeah! It's time for another episode of We Love Comics, the show where we love comics, and you should too. I am one of your hosts, Vactor, if you're nasty, and I have on the line with me the most hunters of camp hunter camp he's he's the wolf pack himself that's nwo hunter right there and then we also have returning the best figure collector in the game marcus seabury <laughs> you'll be you'll be on the evil bro. <laughs> i am nowhere near because like like let me give you some comparisons the missile truck looks clown me because I don't buy anything over like twenty five dollars. They like, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I was like, I'm a librarian. He's a I'm- smart man. All right. Well, he's the best figure collector on this podcast. How about that? Sorry, Hunter. And we have. Not <laughs> even work, man. Hunter. Hunter got some nice. Okay. Toys. Well. When Hunter's not on, when it's just me and you, Seabury, you're the best. All right, so we have an esteemed guest who I really want to introduce because this man goes back. I think this is the best graphic designer I've ever seen in my history on the internet. Not only the most talented graphic designer, but also the best musician I've ever met in my life. And this goes back to our Between the Panels days. He is a very good friend of mine. He is from KC, but he's currently in LA. Mr. Dane Davenport. Dane, how are you doing today? Well, after that introduction, I couldn't be any better. I Thank think, you so much for having me. I forgot to mention, <laughs> Dane is the greatest Superman fan of all time in the history of the universe. So we also have to throw that out there. That, that's the Frank, one where I might actually agree with you. <laughs> Frank is going to be very upset about this. Well, when Frank comes on, I'll say he's the best. Uh, yeah, but now... Will. Before we get into all of that, I do want to let everybody know that we are part of a podcast network, the Geek So To Speak podcast network, where you can find all of the lovely podcasts that I am currently doing and that is fulfilling my time. We have Geek So To Speak, which is the Geek News podcast, currently on hiatus. Uh, we're, We're kind of retooling that one, but that one's on hiatus. We have the Sandbox Gamers, which is our video game podcast, which this week I'm going to be talking all about some video games, Hunter Cam. Good. <laughs> and and for for the record, I say this every week, but I have to I have to reiterate this. Sandbox Gamers um is probably my favorite video game podcast. Oh, thank you and very much. There have been um two internet based uh video game conglomerate ideas that have gotten me really, really into video games recently or back into video games. And that was triple jump um, team, triple jump everywhere and nice. sandbox gamers. Thank you very much. This yeah. week I'm going to be talking about neon white, which is a new first person shooter for the Nintendo switch and spoiler alert. It is very good. But if you want to hear all of my thoughts, you can check out the sandbox gamers. And then for you Trekkies and Trekkers out there, we have Treknological, which is our Star Trek podcast. Currently, we are going through the first season of Strange New Worlds, which is also excellent. It's about to come up on the end of its first season. Uh, but check out Treknological. 
as well as all of the Geek So To Speak podcasts on the Geek So To Speak network. You can visit www.geeksotospeak.com slash network. All right, let's get into why we are here, my friends. And oh, wait, wait a minute. You did it again, Vactor. You forgot the new figure alert. New hey. figure alert. Hey. Hey. So I got the amazing fantasy. This is the first appearance of Spider-Man. I had to do it. And as you can see from my shirt and my hat, I love Spider-Man. So you got to have the first appearance <laughs> of Spider-Man. I thought this was cool. They're doing these Funko things where they have like the original comic in the back. So I think that's cool, Hunter Can. It is very cool. I actually like that a lot. Too, like, uh, there was this slam issue where Alan Alvin Oh, yes. Yes. Go out and they made a pop. And <laughs> I saw the uh, I saw the Vince Carter one like that, which I had both of those Slam magazines. Uh, if this was another time, if we were doing this podcast back when I was in high school, this would be We Love Basketball, and I would have nothing but I Slam be on it. magazines. <laughs> I had every issue of Slam. I would buy two issues, one to read and one to cut out and post on the wall and on my locker at school. But that's another time, another place. Please. Yeah, invite me on that podcast. Yeah. I, I, I would not be invited on that podcast. I would not want to. No, tell Hunter you would be. Oh, I would then. I would then. I no, would if I if on. it was 1992, then I would be able to talk to you. But yeah. like anything yeah. after that, like Iverson's era was when I was not oh, watching basketball. Man, that was a great era. Uh, I'm sure it was. I had cable and could shoot. Really? Yeah. That's. Seabury, <laughs> what you got over there? I see some in your hand. Yeah, Ooh, oh no! Very nice. This my first Joker figure ever, so you know, I've nice. been, I've been saying like I need a Joker, I need a Joker. Well, I got me a Deadgum Joker. <laughs> <laughs> very nice. This, this really the end of my new figures. So unless I get something to eat now next week, I don't know. I got a little Funko Pop there. That's uh, nice. General Ramonda. Yeah, yeah. I had a little uh, birthday savings at the Hot Topic. Had to go and do that. And then, probably one of the most random figures. I, <laughs> I, I love it. All right, check it out. <laughs> I, big lights. It was like, hey. Five dollars off fifteen dollars. I was at like thirteen dollars. <laughs> like, well, I can't Then I was like, "Ooh, Fire Mario for five dollars." Serendipity. Yes. I was going to say if that was just a random purchase and you wanted to get rid of that pretty easily, you could just nice because that is my favorite Mario suit. Oh, oh. man, Tanuki suit is mine. It's cool, but the the colors in the Fire Mario is just very cool. Nice. Speaking of colors, Hunter Camp, yeah, what you got behind we got, you. We got a bunch of colors. So I'm going to start off with this little guy. So, um, I went to Mississippi Comic Con this past weekend and would have spent a hundred dollars on action figures and stuff had it not been for the fact that uh, Britt Baker and Anna Jay, two wrestlers from AEW, were there. And I paid for the autographs on the action figures that I have. So they're up there. Um, so that that would have been the case. But I did find, uh, if you may or may not know, uh, during Halloween, I have changed my name on all of my social media 
platforms uh, consistently for years to Haunter, because my name is Hunter, so obviously. Um, and there happens to be a Pokemon that just happens to share, uh, that shares a name with that as Haunter. And here he is. So I found him, which was pretty cool. And then um, a friend of mine that works at a bookstore was able to hook me up with this giant black light um, Galactus pop figure that came with this nice little uh, Silver Surfer too. Oh, <laughs> man. It was pretty cool. So this Beautiful. is going to stay right here. Now, they don't stay behind me usually. They usually go on a different shelf. So I love it, Hunter Camp. Yeah, they're pretty cool. You know what else I love? Yep. Tim Sale. And that's why me we're too. here today. We're going to be talking about the life and times of Tim Sale. Uh, recently passed away, unfortunately. So we wanted to um, talk about his life and works. And specifically, um, kind of what drew us to Tim Sale or what was our fondest memories of Tim Sale? His work has had an impact on all of us um, going back to his, you know, his debut in comics. Um, I wanted to just go around the room and get some thoughts and opinions and just an experience really, because I think having your experience is what makes this podcast great. So let's start off with, like I said, the greatest Superman fan, I want to call him Dane L. He is Dane Davenport. What is your fondest memories of Tim Sale? Oof, that's a tough question. I have so many, um, and I really do. I I never met him um, in all the years of like podcasting about comics or anything, um, so I can't really speak to his life. But when it comes to his work, like it's basically like my whole comic book's life has been colored by it. Like. Uh, I remember probably my first exposure to his work was flipping through the bins at my local comic mm. book shop and finding like a middle issue of Long Halloween. Oh, yeah. You know, all those thick issues. Yeah. And just like it looked like just physically, it looked nothing like anything else in there. And I was just like, what, what is this? I need it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, since it was the middle, I didn't actually read it. I like kind of glanced through it, but I didn't want to like spoil myself. Mm. So it was actually probably a couple of years later before I read it nice. um, through like a collected version. But um, like you said, I'm a huge Superman fan. So like uh, Superman for all seasons. And then also maybe even more so like all his work with Jeff Loeb, it's iconic. And like most of his career was right. that partnership. And like with the Marvel color series. Uh, but I think one of my favorite Superman comics was his collaboration with Darwin Cook which was uh, Superman Com- Confidential yes, and then renamed yes. Superman Kryptonite. And that was kind of where I fell in love with his characterizations. Nice. And I think that's his my biggest connection with his work it, through the through line through all of it is the emotion mm. that he would draw from his characters. Like it, his artwork varies quite a bit and it varied largely on what colorist he was working with too. And it seemed like no matter the style someone brought to it, it highlighted his work in a different way. And, but it always like popped and it was like, I'm guessing it was a colorist dream mm, just yeah. to work on his artwork and his yeah. pages. So, Dane, but do you mind like, if I ask you, yeah, go. Do, you, do you mind if I ask you a question? So <laughs> when you kind of discovered the like kryptonite or confidential like where were you in your life that like why was that like that it's like that was so impactful for you 
Um, I, I didn't have a lot of money through like the early 2000s, um, 90s, early 2000s. Uh, so for me, almost any Superman comic book I got was a treasure. And it rarely had to do with me seeking a book out. It was like, what could I afford? And sometimes what was given to me by someone who's like, oh, you're a big Superman fan. Because like, as long as I can remember, like, run around with, you know, a tower or on my shoulders, <laughs> like I've been a Superman fan. <laughs> uh, so for me, it was just seeing a new aspect of the character that I had seen kind of this iconic Superman that we all know and love. And then in that book, you see a more like that whole story revolves around the humanity of Superman. And even like, I think last lines reference that like our struggles are what makes us human our mistakes and our, like uh, our pain. Um, there's one sequence in there that I was the moment I realized like this, this is something special. And uh, Superman is like dove into a volcano and like swimming through lava, trying to like, um, if I remember correctly, like uh, try to poke a hole through the side to like vent it out to the ocean instead of on a village full of people. And it kind of cuts in the middle of the story as he's like drowning in lava. And this is somewhat early in his career. And then uh, it kind of cuts to him telling the story to mom and pop camp back to the farm. And the writing is really good. But there's something about the facial expressions and just the emotion, like through all his work, whether like uh, Spider-Man Blue, I think is one of the most emotional books. It still makes me emotional every time I read it. Like all his, all of his artwork just draws out this emotion in a really cute way. But there's something about seeing fear in Superman's eyes and then also like seeing him afterwards talk about it of like breathing in lava not knowing like if he would survive and the fear of like dying and just like him putting himself in these situations like yes he survived but willing to put himself in that situation yeah. without knowing it and throughout the, that entire book like he's coming up against things and like it's the title's kryptonite like there's kryptonite in the book and like coming up against things that could kill him and then knowing it could kill him and still choosing to do whatever he can within his power to do the right thing. And that's what I love about the character. And that was probably the moment for me to answer your question the most located way possible. That was it for me, where it's just like, oh, like this is whenever people talk about Superman being like the God that no one can relate to, he's so overpowered. Like that's not how I see the character. How I see sure. the character is he's, yes, he's super powerful, but like I think people in general underestimate how much power they have in the world for change and for good. Absolutely. And oftentimes like avoid situations where they feel uncomfortable or in danger or, and I think like, that's what I love about the character. I think he's the purpose of the character is to inspire people to say like, it doesn't really matter if you have the powers of Superman or, you know, like no, no matter where you are in life, no matter how much power you have, you have the power in any moment to give all yourself towards mm. the greater good and for the good of others. And yeah, to make a difference for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So like, it's really hard for me to talk about any of Tim sales artwork without talking about like that emotion, like of course. whether it's the Hulk and Hulk gray or like Matt Murdoch, the man without fear, like struggling through his fear and 
Daredevil Yellow, like I think that's the through line where it's just like you think of a character in a certain way and he's able to bring this humanity and this emotion to it in the moment that yeah. I, I think is so rare. It really is. And like his art, like my my introduction to Tim Sale's art like artwork and, and work in general um was long halloween and like i I mentioned slightly um what the background was for that but like that's something that i vividly remember like i remember going into books a million it was like at the evening time i think it was like on a friday or saturday like right before they close and this was like 1999 or like 2000 so this was like 20 years ago um at the very least and i remember it so clearly because like um i was just like skimming through books and it was they were all trades um because i was that was even a a new thing for me because i did i realized at the time like oh these are collected editions this is something that like exists um so it was like going through those books and then finding something called the long halloween first of all because it's like you know spooky stuff is stuff that i like like i'm a big halloween guy so pulling that out and then if you haven't seen tim zale's artwork like it's not going to make sense right um when to describe this but it's like open when i opened it up it was just like seeing something that i'd never seen before um and so yes there is a lot of emotion in his work and like what he does uh portrays like that human emotion in superheroes which is not something that every artist can say um but the way and especially long Halloween, like how everything was like almost incredibly stylistic uh, and dramatically done that I had never encountered before because it's like, yeah, I've seen Batman look like Batman. Sometimes he has big ears, but like this whole, like the scarecrow in it, like that's that character design, everything just kind of being bigger and more imposing um, and haunting in so many different ways and then going into dark victory and seeing all of his batman work it's like tim sale had an understanding of batman that no one else i think has even come close to um because it's just a different take on gotham and that whole entire world that it's just it's so incredibly unique but it's like it just gets it on a like a like not even a subliminal level but like a very very deep mental level and it's like i can explain this just with this and so i mean his work with jeff Loeb obviously is very important and like what jeff Loeb does in comics is very important and the writing is very important but like i remember the story for long halloween and i remember reading and i've read that comic like more than i've read any other comic in my entire life um not even like i've, I've read that more than i've watched, read watchmen i've read watchmen a thousand times um what i always think of is how each one of those characters looks in each panel you know like i see calendar man and i see this like almost demented serial killer and it's like that is so cool and just how everything was done was just amazing and i think it's just it, there's a reason why every batman's movie that's come out in the past however long right. is based some, at least somewhat on long halloween and it's not necessarily just the writing it's like the way it's shot it's the way that the character is and the way like the way shadows are used like all of those things and it's it's because of tim Sale. specific to the artwork too is he 
especially when he works with Batman, does this mixture of like otherworldly yeah. and almost alien plus yes. this tactile reel. Like there's yes. a shot in um I think in Haunted Night where you see Scarecrow and he's got like some wires or like very like uh very real tactile things like strapped to him, yeah. but also he looks deformed and demonic. Yeah. <laughs> it's 100%. just the combination of like, oh, it's it's both things at the same time. Right. I think the best Batman movies do that where it's like yes. it's otherworldly and demonic. Mm-hmm kind of visually but also this tactile reel like and has that, weight that um like the first action figure i bought as an adult that i can remember was uh his version like the long halloween scarecrow like that was the from that from that line so like that's that's the most impactful comic book story that i've ever read because it's 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 something that i'd never experienced before um it was something that just got everything that i wanted out of a comic like everything that I wanted out of a Batman comic, because of like exactly what you said, it's like a demonic, like almost it's terrifying how it's pre- presented. Um, and then the real world stuff. Right. So like uh, the mafia stuff mixed with this, like crazy, uh, crazy, like visuals. Um, this just, again, I can't like you either with Batman stories and I love Batman. Um, and I love like a, just a wide for like a wide array of Batman stories, but like, you either get the detective, um, you either get the, like the scary stuff, or you get the mafia stuff, and it's like this had all of that and presented it in the like the perfect way, you know. And I don't think that like anybody could really disagree with that because it's just it's just perfectly done. Yeah, and it was because of him, but that was it. Like it was like this is what got me back into comics. This is what um opened my mind to different art styles this is what opened me up to so many different things and that's why like i don't remember anything right i don't remember the first date i had with my ex-wife like i don't remember like i barely remember what happened on my wedding day like there's very like there's so many things that like i don't have any recollection of but like i remember like going to buy that comic and just stumbling upon it which is just the craziest thing but like that's how important this comic is and like uh, yeah yeah core memory yeah seabury do you have any core memories of tim sale growing up in tennessee when i growing up i didn't really get exposed to him until my 30s oh uh mainly because of you because i was like i don't know at some point i was caping pun intended i guess for, uh, <laughs> Dark Knight Returns, y'all were like, yes, that's a good book. But Buddy Long Halloween. And I was like, we'll see. <laughs> and y'all were right. You know, I liked it, but it didn't eclipse Dark Knight Returns as my favorite Batman story. It was close. It's like top five. Um, honestly, he was the main constant to me in the low fail story. Because Jeff Loeb is very hit or miss to me. And I'm sorry. I got to be the guy. I got to talk about it. Spider-Man Blue has the dumbest framing sequence of all time. What? It's no freaking sense. <laughs> I'm just publishing this reporter. And I don't know who I'm saying it for. He literally says this. I don't know who I'm recording this for. That's dumb, dude. But <laughs> it has nothing to do with Tim Sale. Tim Sale's artwork was popular. And um, 
And like, I never really got into the Marvel color drums. Like, I read mm-hmm. Spider Man and I was like, okay, it looked good, but that part was dumb to me, so that bothered me. But um, I have read Long Halloween. I just did a reread of Superman for all seasons. And after he passed away, I went to Jupiter Comics. It is a store outside of Moscow, Tennessee, where my parents live. And I bought it because I remember reading your copy factor and not liking it. At the time, I felt it was a bit derivative of John Byrne's Man of Steel story. But then, but now, as as years have passed, I can kind of recant that um, like it worked. Now, I thought Jeff Loeb was in real form in Superman for all seasons, but also, man, like. Way Tim Sale draws Superman and Clark Kent. He just had this like innocence and wonder about him. And also like a bit of an awkwardness. Mm-hmm. Like he's kind of just going through life being this bull in a china shop and it's and he's trying to figure out where he belongs. You get that in Jeff Lowe writing, you also get that with Tim Sale's drawing of him. And then his feisty, strong will lowers, and his evil, yeah, evil, jealous Lex Luthor. Because you know, as I've gotten old, I was like, you know, I get a little of what Lex was saying. Like, hey, we just gonna trust the aliens. When you gonna do a background check? But like you, you want to sympathize with Luther, but like in a story like that, he just starts doing just evil, just nasty things. You like, well, okay, Luther's a jerk. It's like Tim Sale's art helped to convey that. Um, And then I like just was reminded of this gem that I own. Ooh-wee. Because of the Batman. This is like some early Tim Sale Batman stuff. It predates uh, Long Halloween. Um, and yeah, I mean, Tim Sale definitely has left a stamp on Batman. You know, there is a style, there is a, a mood, you know, just a vibe, if you will, that is kind of become a permanent part of the Batman mythos. Um, you know, like I said, it's mainly what I know from the DC stuff. Like I said, I read Spider-Man Blue. I read like the first issue with Captain America White. That sucker was delayed a lot. I need like to 10 back. years. Huh? Like 10 years. Yeah. 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 I need to go back and get some of those. But like that's, I said... That's the only one that I didn't finish out of the color series because... It took so long when it finally came out. I was like, "Oh, it, I forgot about that book." Yep. Um, it originally came out in July of two thousand eight, and it finished in December of twenty fifteen. Uh, it's a six issue series, but that's the only one that I did not end up finishing out of that color series. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I said, just good stuff. I need to go back, but like. The first one I found, like the same week he passed away again, I have to be in Moscow, Tennessee at this store. They had like a kind of beat up, heavily discounted copy of Superman for all seasons. And I was just like, yeah, you know, um, 
and I echo, you know, you know, you all send me about Superman, man. Like he was like, oh, he's OP. And I'm just like, dude, read a good Superman story, which means good writing and good art. Like if you read a good one like Superman Five Seasons, you'll get it, man. Superman's about hope. And Superman, because of his upbringing, you know, he's not like, oh, these pathetic humans, I can <laughs> I test them all. Like that ain't Superman, dude. Superman like how can I use my powers in the best way to do the right thing? And yet again, Tim Sales version of that helped convey that and get that across to me. And I was buying Superman Confidential monthly with the Kryptonite store. I don't think I finished. And I think I meant to get that trade, but I never did. I got to go back and get that trade too. But I was buying that monthly and I was like, oh, this is great. You know, just and just a cool little Superman story, man. Um, Dude, like, he was great, and I was just shocked because, like, I didn't know he'd been battling any medical issues. It was like, one day I see, oh, he's in the hospital, and it's serious. And, you know, I put something in our text group, and I'm just like, oh, Tim Sales in the hospital. They say he's doing bad. And then two days later, it's like, oh, Tim Sales passed. I was like, what? Yeah. And it's just crazy because because like you know 66 older than me so pretty much you know all of my life there's been a Tim Sale and you know, just made great art you know uh and, and also you know his collaborator on Superman Kryptonite Darwin Cook is uh, also gone from us now um it's just also way too soon yeah, yeah just it's just saddening, man, because, like, A, you know, loss of life. B, they got friends and family. And then C, I mean, like, you just appreciated them. And, you know, I'm a guy who always wondered what is next, you know. Like, you know, what else could Tim sell of, right. you know, uh, got out did. Yeah. Well created, man. Like it's 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 truly tragic. Um but I say, man, why he was here though, boy. He yeah, he, he felt like he didn't waste time. He, right. And I and I think that's one of the reasons why I wanted to tell like the story that I told was because it's like no, this this man never has thought about being my entire like ever. You know what I'm saying? That there's no there's there, there's probably has a lot about it. So we're being realistic, um, but had such an incredible impact on at least like on all of our lives, but like me specifically because it's like that changed my life. Like that changed my whole trajectory of like the things that I did in the rest of my life. You know, um, and it's crazy because it's like I I don't I don't like Jeff Loeb without Tim Sale. Like I've not read a single Jeff Loeb story that I enjoyed without Tim sales artists. Right. Um, so really like this guy has impacted each one of us, 
but like has changed our lives, you know? And it's like, it, when we think about this and especially like when we, when we talk about like, um, you know, memorials or retrospectives on somebody that's passed away, it's like, you don't like, it, it, it always feels like it's like, like, I admire what they did or whatever, you know? Um, but in this, like, really his work changed our lives and i think that that's like the coolest thing in the world and it's so cool to be able to say that you know um it's like to not be able to tell him that like oh dude like you changed my life for the better um but at the same time it's like it's still he's still going to change people's lives you know but i compare i've met chris Clara. right so I was able to, you know, get my little picture on my cell phone and have my little fan boy. Yeah. He's a very talkative man, that Chris. <laughs> but I was like, you know what? He wrote Dog Phoenix. I'm going to let him run his mouth. Of course. <laughs> yes. But, um, but uh, yeah, you know, so I guess kind of how you felt about Tencel, you know, that's how I felt about Claremont. Yeah. Now, like, got that moment. And even though those are kind of short, fleeting moments, like, yeah. it's important, man, because, like, you won't. I know I do. Like, I'm the guy sometimes I read a good article. I usually, like, add folks on Twitter, like, yo, man, I like that article. Or, you know, not to, not to kiss butter or nothing like that, but just like, yo, like. Yeah. You know, your words or your art touched me and, you know, made me think about it. Yeah. Give them their flowers while they're here, for sure. Yeah. Right. And so we got to talk about, man, if you can remember, Tim Sale drew the artwork, like, during that first season of Heroes. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah that yeah. was one of the things that drew me to Heroes. Yeah. Yeah, even yeah. after I stopped watching Heroes, I still bought the book mm-hmm. <laughs> right. the, that had his artwork just because it was so... Yeah, incredible like and i still have it on my shelf like it's yeah that first uh, season of heroes i even was doing a heroes podcast at the time and i just remember that being just another piece of the pie that i was like mm-hmm. i love this show it's got this this and this and it's got so tim cool. sale look yeah. at this it's got this is like geek validation it's this is a yeah. comic book guy that's here doing the art because that was another thing back in those days it wasn't the same as today where like comic books are, I think a lot more in the mainstream. Whereas back then it was like, Oh, there's a TV show. Mm It's got comic book guys on it. So yeah, I was actual comic book art. Right. Yeah. Television. The the artwork for how to stop an exploding man was like such a cool thing. I loved it. And for me, I can echo all of uh, the statements that have been said so far, but I think, the color series impacted me the most. Um, Seabury, I know <laughs> you are not a big fan of the framing of Spider-Man Blue, but that was one I that... I mean, like, like <laughs> the flashback was, like I said, it was cool, it was cute. Like I said, no knocks on sale. Sale is the North Star in the low sale relationship. He is the constant. Low but be like, yeah. <laughs> sometimes I like sometimes I don't. Yeah. I remember um when I was getting back into comics, similar to Hunter, I went to the public library and I was just I was also listening to comic book podcasts at that time and just okay, what's the best books that I can find? 
And when I came across that color series, I don't know which one I came across first. It might have been Daredevil Yellow. But when I saw, number one, it's just kind of a primal thing where the colors capture your attention. And having the whole book series be themed towards color, Daredevil's yellow costume, Spider-Man's blue in his costume, Hulk was originally gray when he first came out. All of those like captured me. And so that was the moment that cemented for me his art. And actually, when I, I think when I first saw his art, I was like, wait a minute, this is a little bit different than what I'm used to. And and, and Hunter talked about it, kind of the the p- perspective of the characters is kind of stretched out a little bit and the scarecrow menacing vibe of him and seeing all the teeth and things pointing out. And, and what Dane was talking about with the um the the realism and the and the 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 ropes and the things that were on him. All of those things kind of threw me off a little bit when I first was, was looking at it, but then it just kind of grew on me, grew on me. And then it was like, okay, this is one of my favorite artists working at the time. And so I was like, let me go back and find everything that I was missing up to that point. So I was grabbing long Halloween. I was grabbing the Superman books. And then, like I said, the color series just spoke to me for whatever reason. Like I love all those characters. It's the early days of all those characters. Spider-Man blue in particular is one that I always reference. And and when my wife started reading comic books, when she first started dating me, I handed her Spider-Man Blue because I told her, I said, okay, Gwen Stacy is Peter Parker's true love. And this will show you why. And she was like, oh, I didn't know. Because at that point, it was only Kirsten Dunst that was in the movies that she knew. And even in the cartoons at the time, it was like Mary Jane was everything. So I was like, no, this is the first love of Peter Parker right here, Gwen Stacy. And just the, the story between those two, um, captured my, you know, my heart. And so all of the, the color series, like I said, each one of those, even I was not a big fan of Daredevil at the time when I was reading that. Now he's one of my favorite characters, but back then I was like, Oh, Daredevil yellow. I can get, into this this is something that captures my attention whereas before i was like man dear that was boring he, all he got is some, uh, he can bounce his stick off the wall and he's got radar powers whoop-de-doo he ain't spider-man okay but dolphin i loved daredevil yellow that was one of my favorites and like i said um captain america white i should probably now that um he has yeah. passed away i should probably read it uh it's been out for what seven yeah, years I, now? well i'll i will say i kind of uh I'm not the biggest fan of the writing in that. Like, oh. Lane Loeb is not my favorite, but Dave Stewart's colors in that book and oh, yeah. Tim Sale's artwork is just so phenomenal. Yeah, Dave that, like, so You don't even have to read it. Like, it's not a bad story, but it's like the feature of that book is the art. And it's just like, this was worth waiting a decade for. <laughs> okay, cool. So I will check out Captain America White. Seabury actually brought something to my attention that I was not aware of. Um, there was a CBR article before the long Halloween, Jeff Loeb and Tim sale released a forgotten X-Men mini series. Oh, yeah. um, so I'm going to link that in our show notes. Um, Seabray, did you have any thoughts on this? I didn't know about it either, man. And I guess as I was in college, you know, I was trying to budget a little bit and, you know, plus I hadn't, 95 was a year before my uh, college roommate, God bless dead, took me to 
my current LCS comics and collectibles and I started, you know, getting stuff a little more ready. Then I was still like going to a little newsstand in like the bottom on like the first floor of the university center of my college or, you know, I don't know, uh, random Walgreens and Super D. So like, I was blown away when I took it to you. I was like, oh, I do not remember this at all. Yeah, it was Wolverine and Gambit Victims, a four-issue miniseries that came out in 95, and it's it's Loban Sale. Like the long Halloween, it's a murder mystery where Wolverine is the prime suspect. Uh-oh. So I want to check that out. I think... Um, I've read it. Oh, have you? Is <laughs> oh, wow. it good? Does it live up to the hype? Okay, uh, you sent me the, that article the other day, uh, the written by Robert Cran over at uh, CBR. And uh, that article kind of explains the context of that book, which it is mid-90s, mid-story of everything that's going on the experts. And if you're an X-Men fan, you know it's all convoluted, and there's always a billion things going on. <laughs> so the story is a small piece of a world <laughs> which that's very convoluted and a million things are going on. That said, this is very early Tim Sale, and he is himself out of the gate. Awesome. Um, in the... Uh, Daredevil Yellow, uh, the forward is written by Stanley, and he says something in there to the effect of like looking at Tim Sale pages is like watching a master cinematographer at work in a, in a film. And I think that is highlighted in the Wolverine Gambit book, mm. um, I think more than anywhere else. Um, for years, I was on a podcast called Between the Panels, and the idea that is that comic books is the story that's told between the panels not just the panels you get master artwork one of the downsides that book is i i think sales kind of visually trying to show a movie so it's almost more storyboard instead of letting some of the story happen between the panels but it's very cool if you're a fan of his work it's not if you if someone's listening and they're not familiar with tim sales work i highly recommend something like spider-man blue or uh superman for all seasons like they're they're or of course long halloween (laughs) uh but if you are already a fan of his work it is worthwhile going back and looking at it because you can see how he grew it is the coloring on that is 90s early digital coloring so a lot of like airbrushy fades that doesn't work great on his artwork Ah. I would almost like them to re-release the book as a, like a black and white, just of inks, cool. or maybe someone else doing the colors. I I I don't remember who did the colors, and I don't want to insult them. Maybe they're one of the best of all time. But that, <laughs> in that specific book, it's not the best look or pairing with his artwork. But I, he it, is there. It's the nineties. I don't know, man. Yeah, it's a lot of bad stuff in the nineties. But somehow, yeah, and this it's not a bad book. It's just it is the story is very much what it is. And so it's not super new reader friendly. Like Superman for all seasons, you can pick that up, you can read it, and it's almost it's the book I used to introduce people to Spider Man. This is not the book I'd use to introduce someone to X Men. I heard it. Did you hear it back there? I did. I know. um, (laughs) I also use Superman for all seasons uh, to introduce to my wife because she she was always asking me about, okay, what was it like? 
you know, when he was in Smallville, what was it like before he was Superman? What was it? What was his time in Kansas? Because my wife was born in Kansas. So I said, Superman for all seasons. This is the one you want. Um, I, I also, like I said, I handed her Spider-Man Blue as well to uh, get her introduced to Peter Parker and his love story. Because she loves love stories. She's all into that. But who isn't? I love Tim Sale's art. And you should too. I think yeah. this was a fantastic discussion, my friends. Dane, I'm very happy that you were able to join us. You're welcome back anytime. We actually should have a Superman Book of the Month Club and have Ooh. you back to come on. Um, anytime, oh, you're welcome. Don't don't tease me. I, <laughs> <laughs> I'll show up, <laughs> invited or not. I'll show up. Yeah. The stack of Superman books. And Dane, is there anything? that you would like to let our listeners know before you leave? Uh, it's been half a decade since I've been a comic book podcaster. Um, now I'm a comic book listener and to the best podcast around. Thank uh, you. So I'm, I'm mostly just doing music these days. I'm not even really doing graphic design so much. So it's um, good. Oh, thank you. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's probably not directly related to your audience, but if they like, uh, folk rock Americana music, then they can go to danedampport.com. I'm at danedampport on all the social media places you can find me. And uh, yeah, I'll have new music coming out before too long. Excellent. Hunter camp can be found streaming on yes. Twitch. Yes. So we at, will... uh, t- twitch.tv forward slash I am Hunter camp. I do want to just throw in one fact. Yes. Uh, this is the book that I got from books a million um this is the only comic book or only gra- like trade that it's the oldest one i have this is from 1998 um this like i when i got like i've had so many different like hard times in my life where i've had to sell like all the stuff that i've had um this is the one thing that survived all of them like this is how important this comic book is mm. very nice Twitch.tv forward slash I am Hunter Camp. I'm playing FromSoft games now. Oh, yeah. And Mr. Marcus Seabury, not only can they find you podcasting at Black Nerd Power, but they can also find you reviewing movies and TV shows, including the new Obi-Wan show. Why don't you tell them about that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, part of a show called Center Sundry. Uh, I do it in conjunction with On Location Memphis. That's a organization that you know likes to bring screenings and different talks about with the uh, actors filmmakers musicians uh so my show is kind of a i guess branching out from that uh now my normal weekly show normally about eight to ten minutes i talk about movies that are out uh I think the last one of those we did, I did with Gail Carson Jones from the Memphis Film Commission, and we reviewed Top Gun. And also, every once in a while, normally when a nerdy show ends, we'll do a deep dive, and I'll bring on one of my nerdy friends. Uh, and you can see me and Memphis Flyer writer Chris McCoy discussing the Obi-Wan series. So that's also out there. Uh, you can see this stuff on the On Location Memphis YouTube channel or on their Facebook page. And uh, Black Nerd Power is on hiatus, but if you want to listen to the past episodes, you can go to kajukian.com 
listen to those on the Kajukian app. And, you know, also, I keep harping this because, you know, I want to see people throw some money to the, to the crowdfunding. Orange Mound Bound Animated Project coming soon. I think we got enough money to get the first episode made, but we still going. So you keep crowdfunding out there about it. Support your boy. You know what I'm saying? It's one of my lifelong dreams. I've been trying to do animation for a minute. Thank you for your support. Excellent. And we'd like to thank the listeners, both on YouTube and wherever your podcasts are found. Don't forget, you can always leave us a review in Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Uh, five stars and Hunter Camp will do a dance on the next episode. So please give us five stars. You can also tell all of your comic-loving family and friends that We Love Comics is here as part of the Geek So To Speak podcast network like i said geek so to speak.com slash network is where you can find all of those shows but this show is the comic book show and we want to let you know that we love comics and you should too